Welcome to the Pure Creative Force podcast. I'm Christy McNabb, your host. There's a pulse of creativity running through each of us. It's our job to honor and activate it. Creativity is the antidote to the struggles, challenges, and suffering we see in our lives and the world around us. The act of creating and bringing forth something new dissolves the old and useless ways. Join me and discover how to unleash the pure creative force within. Activate your own creative process and learn how to keep elevated. Be inspired to go create. Today's interview is with artist Emily Bell. Emily is an accomplished painter and tattoo artist and has been expressing herself through creative outlets ever since she was a child. She shares her creative process, how to build confidence in yourself as an artist, the magic that happens when you're fully present in the moment as you're creating, and the importance of releasing attachment to the outcomes. She's also exploring the power of energy healing, specifically Reiki, to generate the creative flow in her own work and is also bring, bringing that gift to others. So this episode is being released while everyone's home in quarantine, and it's truly a time when we're all being asked to look at ourselves and the world in a much more meaningful and deeper way. Emily shares with us how to bring forth our own inner artist with a little humor. Here's our interview. Welcome, Emily, to the Pure Creative Force podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. So tell us about your journey as an artist and how you learned to open up to your creative gifts throughout your life. I've been an artist my whole life, so it's always kind of been a part of me and like what I do. I think from a young age, like I was always very interested in art and drawn to different. My family is like super supportive and my dad was always bringing, you know, books from museums and taking me to museums and kind of, you know, pointing me in the direction of things like that to help me grow. You know, my, as I got older, I was into just like trying new things like painting and pottery and really anything I could get my hands on. And um, as I got older, I got more into like photography and then that kind of gave way to, you know, wanting to do my own creative stuff. I got into like illustration, which kind of gave way to tattooing. And then um, that kind of opened doors to like set design and different things like that and clothing design and all kinds of stuff. So anything really I could get my hands on, I try to get my hands on artistically. And um, I don't know, I guess I just try to keep doing that and keep growing and, you know, kind of absorb as much as I can wherever mm -hmm. I can. Yeah. And was there certain teachers or certain people that inspired you or did you just go with where your heart and your passion lied and what things, what opportunities were popping up for you? I don't know if there's anyone specifically, like I said, my parents always really were always very much into like, you know, look at this artist, look at that artist. I was a big Toulouse-Lautrec fan, things like that, Muka. You know, and as I got older, I got a little more into more contemporary things. Um, when I was in photography, Richard Avedon was a big inspiration to me. And then now, Brian Viveros and Camille Rose Garcia and things that are imaginative with like a twist. Mm -hmm. And what's the most enjoyable form of art for you right now? Is it painting, drawing, or tattooing? They're all different. Uh, right now, I've been doing a lot of painting, but I think everything has its 
has its perks. Like drawing is awesome because you can do it wherever. And if you get inspired, you can just jot something down and keep it with you. Painting, I like the the quality of it that's like lasting, you know, like you feel like you birthed something that can be around for a long, long time. Tattooing is fun because you really interact with the person that you're tattooing, but then you also have a lot of responsibility to that person because what you're giving them is permanent. Mm -hmm. So you try to do your best and then also give them what they want. It's a, a back and forth. So it's, you have like an instant relationship, like speed dating. You're there and it's very intimate and you're both trying to give your best. And then when it's done, you know, you hug and they're, they're off back into the world. And so it's kind of fun, but also strange because you can make this beautiful tattoo and then like it's gone forever unless you run back into the person, you know, and then you're like, oh, let me see the tattoo. <laughs> I want to see how it feels, you know. And have you, were there any um, situations where you kind of created in the moment or do they always want to see the art before you start tattooing? There are people that have asked me to, but I get anxiety about things. Um, (laughs) Tattooing is a lot like tracing. Like I said before, you want to give your best foot forward. There are people that do. They'll just, you know, sharpie you and tattoo you and, you know, it's awesome. But I like to kind of ruminate on something and make sure it's the best that I can give. I try to keep the off-the-cuff stuff to the painting and the drawing, not mm-hmm. so much permanent stuff on people's bodies. <laughs> yeah. So when you had tattoo clients, like, what was the process? Did you ask, you know, was there kind of weeks ahead of time? Or, like, how much time did you need to kind of ruminate or meditate or kind of just sit with what they want and then come up with something? Was it a very quick thing or was it something you took your time with? It depends on the person and what they want. Um, Some people come in and they're like, well, I want something that kind of has to do with the sky. So then, you know, you talk to the person a little while and some people I've even told like, hey, come back when you know a little more with what you want, because then you start drawing up and they're like, maybe or yes or no. So it kind of depends on how you like click with the person and what they want. But I've had people come in and I drew something right away and they loved it. And then, you know, we did it. It all depends. If they want something big with like a lot of components, you try to get it planned out before you hit the ground running, not in the middle and like confused. If you have the artwork and you have it on the person, it's basically just tracing and then, you know, coloring in, which I guess I would akin to like trying to color in a white sheet of paper with a pencil completely. It's more about concentration when you're in the moment than being artistic. So I try to get all the artistic stuff done before. So then when I'm doing it, I can just really concentrate on the technique and getting the tattoo is done as well as I can possibly do it. Yeah. Because you also have somebody in pain (laughs) underneath you. So you don't want to mess around too much or put them in any more pain than they need to be. So you're also very aware of that. You know, you're talking to the person to try to calm them down. If you don't already know what you want to do before you go in, it's easy to get lost. You're talking and you're on a tangent and then you're like, oh, wait, where am I at here? You know, like, please yeah. give me a minute. Let me get back in the zone. There's a lot so, of things going on for the artist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's better to have like a game plan and then you can kind of be cool and, you know, have a conversation and make the person feel comfortable throughout the process. 
As far as your paintings, you've got a fun, playful style, and there's a lot of depth and curiosity in your paintings that come through. Tell us about how you create, is it emotions you're bringing through or feelings or like kind of the, the inspiration to paint and with your animals and your drawings and your people, you definitely have a unique style. So tell us a little bit about kind of how that comes forth whether you see it first or whether there are kind of feelings and emotions coming through? I think in the beginning when I started, I was a little more concerned about doing things the way that I thought would please people. Mm. So as I'm going through now, I try to get myself in a state where I'm calm and happy and like funny is really the best way to be, you know, she's like, Oh, this would be cool and funny if I did this. Mm. And I think I, spend a little time with the canvas and then I really start just drawing and whatever comes out comes out I really just let it flow out of me I learned at a young age from one of my teachers and I wish I could remember who but I don't remember right now that nothing is really a mistake I remember drawing I think it was a deer or something and I made a wrong line and I was in you know this panic and they're like no it's not wrong you know that's just going to be leaves behind them or whatever Mm-hmm. So I've really taken that to heart, and that's what I do. I just kind of start drawing lines, and I turn them in to whatever really they want to be. And um, I think part of my personality comes out with that because I go with, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if? And then I just add that, too. If you yeah. see my drawings in person, you can kind of see that I don't erase the pencil underneath or fleshed out lines or anything like that. I just paint on top of it because I really like the process of being able to just be there in the moment and build it as I'm going and kind of laugh at myself as I'm making expressions or giving them funny hair or make them personable. I've always been amazed at animals and like their personalities that they have. Either you attribute to them or they show you with their actions and their emotions. So I try to put that out in my paintings as well. And I think that's why most of the time I paint animals, it kind of gives them a bit of humanity that you may or may not see in the normal day-to-day life. So I put them in like human situations or give them glasses or, you know, funny things like that. And it makes me laugh and then kind of gives a little bit extra something to what I'm doing so I can laugh and enjoy it while I'm painting it. And hopefully that transforms it's to whoever's looking at it. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, I, I love that because you set yourself up in the space of, let me just have fun with this. And it, it, yeah. truly, it truly is your personality to be playful and funny and just, you know, the ease, the flow. So that's great advice for other folks to learn. Um, you know, sometimes when we approach, you know, I'm going to paint something or I'm going to write something, it's, you've got all of these kind of, um, you know, self-criticism or it's got to be perfect or it's got to look a certain way. And I think the way that you just shared and kind of starting with, all right, what is the emotion or the energy that I want to bring forth right now? And your work definitely reflects that. Let's just have fun with this and let's add a little humor and see where it goes. It's definitely taken a while to get there, but yeah, (laughs) I think that's where I'm at now. (laughs) Do you have any advice? Like what were some of the things you had to overcome to get there or is it just practice or, you know, what can you share in terms of how you were able to really strengthen that mindset of blocking everything else out and no, this is the, the energy I'm going to create with right now. 
I definitely struggled with getting too much in my head of what I think people want to see as opposed to what I can give. Mm. And, you know, you look at these great artists, especially I think Instagram's amazing because you can, you know, type in whatever you want to see and see all these amazing, amazing artists. It's almost like a museum of 2020 and you can just drown in all of these amazing creations. So I think sometimes it's hard to distance yourself from that and say that, you know, it's okay that my style is what it is and I have a place here. Definitely has taken a while and some days I'm still not there. But I think you just have to forgive yourself for mistakes and for things that you may not think are your best work and move on. It's okay to have some duds laying around the house. For a while, I used to draw stuff and then I would just throw it away just because I wanted to prove to myself that I didn't have to be as attached as I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And then it made it easier to flow through and kind of be wherever I was at that moment. I actually recently learned Reiki from my awesome cousin, Ashley Johnson, and that's helped me a lot too, because I've learned to be able to just listen to myself and sit with myself and just be where I'm at at the moment or feel whatever feelings are coming in or thoughts are coming in and try to kind of articulate them with my hand. Just let it be what it is. Mm-hmm. And isn't that just the truth of art? Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. So It's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, it is. And would you say, like when you sit down or stand up to paint, is it, do you wait to be inspired or is it something you just consistently do? And as you show up, you just be open to whatever comes through? Um, it's a little bit of both. I mean, I definitely go through periods of, you know, I won't paint anything for months at all. And then there are periods when it just kind of flows out of me. Bringing up my cousin, Ashley Johnson, again, we made a tarot, a, um, sorry, an Oracle card deck together. And she brought up the idea to me and I was like, Oh, that would be cool. And I was trying to get her to tell me what to do. And she was like, no, just do whatever comes to you. <laughs> and once I was okay with that, once I like chewed on that a little, I'm like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. It literally just started pouring out of me. I did all 25 cards like in the week and like three cards a day. I'm like drawing. And I'm like, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? And she's wonderful. She's like, oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Keep going. I was just falling down a hill of it coming out of me. And then after I was so exhausted, it was like I had given birth to all of these <laughs> and I had to like take a week before I started painting them again because you don't want to overthink it. Right. <laughs> in, in addition to animals, what else inspires you to create? I want to say everything. I mean, travel, movies, books anything. I, you know, I like to drown in stuff until I feel like a kinship or a spark or an obsession. Right now I'm doing a lot of moons and stars and like everything I do has to have moons and stars in it because that's where I'm pulled to right now. Um, I'm a big Art Deco fan. So I tried to pull some stuff out of that, although my personal style isn't quite so like angular. So you work full-time for a college president how do you create time for your art and keep, you know, how do you keep that creativity flowing and alive? 
Um, it's hard. It's like, you know, you have to switch off your brain and then try to switch it back on. So sometimes I can do it pretty successfully and sometimes I can't. And when I can't, I just have to be like, okay, you know, it's just not time yet. I do a lot of painting over the holidays and on the weekends and in the wee hours of the night. Just really anytime I can grab it, I do because, you know, your normal nine to five, you have to make sure you're not staring at the clouds too much and paying attention to the things that, you know, you have to do to pay your bills. Right. But then also kind of vice versa, you can bring your creative mind into your work. Have you kind of gotten to the point where, you know, if you need to find a solution to something or a creative way to get out of something, it's bringing in that, you know, the other brain, not sort of logical and linear, but how can I add a little creativity to the job? Has that been an experience? (laughs) Not so much. I've offered to make them prosthetics and stuff for Halloween, but (laughs) I think it was a little too much. I was like, hey, I have set design experience and prosthetics and like, we can make you a different person and we can turn the house into something else. And, uh, they're very nice about it, but they're like, no, we'd like a more classic Halloween look. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, that's I mean, you fantastic. You be okay with that, you know? Yeah, you offered, you know, maybe next year. <laughs> Give me a couple hours and I can just like make you somebody, I can make you a giraffe. Like. <laughs> we can create the haunted house that'll draw the entire region to. <laughs> I know, but I think, you know. Might, might be a little too intense sometimes. So. Yeah, yeah. You have to know your audience and your client, right? Exactly. You know, keep me on my chain a little bit. Funny. What advice do you have for <laughs> listeners about how to open? I think the main thing is to just try different things and not be afraid. I think, um, you know, I definitely did. And I think a lot of people get into the, well, I'm not going to be good at that, so I'm not going to try that. Or, you know, I'm not a painter, so I don't really need to paint. And I think it doesn't need to be that at all. I think that's the great thing about art is that anybody can come to it and make it whatever it is for them. You don't have to go into it saying, I'm going to be the next Picasso. You can do it just because it makes you happy. No one has to look at it or buy it or anything like that. I think art is about what it brings to you and your peace of mind. And I think there are things in people that they need to get out. And I think art's a great way to do that because if you're not judging yourself, no one really else, no one else is really judging you either. You can do it and have it be completely your own thing and then choose to share that with the world or not to share that with the world. But I think it doesn't change the power that it has move you forward or through or even just give you a state of mind. You don't have to worry about your family or grocery shopping or the bills you have to pay. You can just be in this moment and give. And then when you're done, you can be done. Mm -hmm. And I love what you said, you know, you were drawing at some point and then you would just throw the pictures away. Like it was learning how not to attach to what you're creating. And there's also um, Julia Cameron in The Artist's Way when she encourages people every day to write three, um, write longhand three pages, just kind of stream of conscious. And her advice is don't even look at it, you know, throw it away if you want to. And I think there is such a power in that allowing yourself to create the environment to create something and not being so attached to, is it good? Is it bad? You know, do I have to show it to somebody? It's just allowing it to come through 
and kind of really keep that experience pure. Yeah. And it's, it's very powerful if you let it be, mm. you know? Tell us a little bit about the intuitive energy artwork that you're exploring. I was sitting in on, with friends actually, on energy readings. And as I was kind of hanging out, it's like I had this feeling that like I need to draw now. So like I just draw quickly and like kind of watercolor over it and be like, oh, I guess this is for you. Oh, that's so much fun. So it's kind of like a new way to use the Reiki, I guess. Also, I've noticed when I tattoo people now or tattoo myself, I can use Reiki so it's less painful for them to get the tattoo. And uh, that kind of came about oddly. I was tattooing myself. And then I was like, okay, you know, use your Reiki. And then it, it just didn't hurt anymore. And I'm like, wow, maybe this is something else I can do too. So it's like opening me up to these different modes of artistic expression that also have to do with the Reiki. And I can kind of put it all together and make my own thing of it. Mm, powerful. And for listeners who may not be familiar with Reiki, how, how do you define it? Or what does it mean to you? I would say that Reiki is the process of moving energy through a person. For me personally, if I'm very anxious or I know a friend is anxious, I put myself in a meditative state and I send them positivity. It's a perception or a, an intuitive understanding and awareness of the energy and then being able to shift it and help people achieve a different experience, a lighter, a more elevated, a happier, you know, fill in the blank, whatever experience they want. Yeah, like you're sending the intention to somebody. What have been the most powerful teachings or life lessons for you with art along your, your life's journey? I think something that's been pretty powerful for me, and especially as someone who like considers themselves like a loner and a bit of an introvert, is the community that you can tap into if you allow yourself to. I wasn't, I mean, besides the tattooing and things like that, I was just painting and kind of collecting them in my house. And I had a, a good friend of mine pass away a couple years ago, and he was always a big proponent of me to like try different things and do different things and get my art out there. And I think after that, I realized this is something I should be doing. About two years ago, I started to really put myself out there and like try to do art shows and do, you know, the community stuff. And I think once I did that, I was like, why was I so afraid to do this? These people are like wonderful. And then I'm meeting other artists and then I'm going to other things. And I think it's this big group of support that you didn't even know was there, but it is. It was hard for me to kind of get myself out there really, you know, think I was good enough to have myself out there, really. And then once you get out there and you realize people appreciate it and people are doing the same thing and that they're willing to help you and, you know, move you forward with them, there's this great community that is just there waiting to embrace you. Absolutely. And it's really magical, but you have to allow yourself to be there. And I was too afraid or too, you know, questioning of, why and who am I and all of that other stuff. And I think you just got to let it go and see where it takes you. Mm -hmm. And that was and a big thing because I was like, no, 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 this is mine. No one can see it. Like, 
you know, because it's very personal. Yeah. Things that you're putting out are pieces of you. You worry, are people going to like it? Are they not going to like it? Are they going to laugh at me? Like, you know, I'm doing weird animals. Like, what does this mean? Once you let that go and say, hey, let me just do this. You know, I got some pretty powerful, positive responses and people, it really resonates with them, especially children, which I think is funny because Mm -hmm. I'm not somebody who's very, um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know that much about children and they kind of freak me out a little bit. (laughs) So like for them to, you know, gravitate to what I'm doing, I was like, Oh wait, maybe, maybe I do have something in common with children. (laughs) Well, I think it humanized me a little. (laughs) Yeah. And I, it, it definitely is the personal sharing of your art. But as you said before, when you were creating or as you're creating, it's you're, you've got that kind of energetic frequency of, I just want to have fun and I want this to be mm-hmm. humorous and the curiosity and the kind of, well, let's see where this goes. And I think that is very much needed in our lives. So when someone looks at your picture, yes, they'll, they'll have their own critique, you know, they'll like the colors or they'll like the animal, but then it's also that frequency of, Hey, let's just have a little fun here. And I think there are so many people, so many of us everywhere that, you know, could use a little lightness and humor and ease to our lives. So your art is definitely filling a void there. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So how can listeners get in touch with you and purchase your art? I have uh, a Facebook page, Emily Bell Art. I usually, when I paint something, I'll put it up there at two in the morning, three in the morning. I also have an Etsy, uh, that's Sly Bandit Art. And I'll put stuff up there to purchase here and there. Yeah. Those cool. are probably the best ways. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Emily. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. This was very exciting. This is my first podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Emily, for your insights and wisdom. You can check out her gallery of paintings at emilybellart.com. That's E-M-I-L-Y-B-E-L-L-A-R-T.com. You can also purchase prints, canvases, and t-shirts of her work on her Etsy page. That's Sly Bandit Art, S-L-Y-B-A-N-D. D-I-T-A-R-T. Thank you for listening to the Pure Creative Force podcast. If you're interested in hearing more episodes, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. You can also listen in and view the show notes at my website, www.kristimc nab.com forward slash podcasts. If you enjoy the high elevation heart-centered mantra tunes, please be sure to check out our featured artist, Osley. Find her on your favorite music platform. That's O-S-L-E-E. 